1: So if you're ready to fill in the gaps in your business, decrease overwhelm, and finally get all the answers on your membership that you've been looking for, let's dive in. Welcome
0: Welcome to to the the Membership's Mastermind Mastermind Podcast. Podcast.
2: So next we have Heather. Hi. My question is, I have an online Pilates and yoga studio, a curated boutique online movement studio, and I have a certain amount of members in there, and then I I offer... One time courses, fix your feet, save your shoulders, happy hips, sort of themed, themed workshops that I was using to draw people into the membership. So if I could get them for that, then I, I was getting some people that would, you know, want, you know, a couple from every workshop that would eventually buy into the membership. My membership is quite, you know, fairly expensive. It's 120 a month and I have a good following. And recently I've offered my fix your feet workshop, which is usually sells out. And it was like 49 people looked at it and two people bought it, but it might be the doldrums of summer. I mean, I think that there's a big sort of, there seems to be a big drop off in interest for the summer, but the other thing is, is I kind of started to put the price up on those workshops because they're like they have them for two months and they really are giving them a lot of skills for helping manage their own issues. But I wonder if I should maybe make those products less expensive so that people buy in and then are impressed with what they get out of that. So they're tempted to join the membership. What's your advice on that?
1: yeah okay so does anybody have any input yeah Joyce? so what i'd offer you is ask your audience so survey them and that's what i do at times just have a series of questions Uh, what had you buy what had you not buy Mm -hmm. what got in the way what are different challenges you're dealing with what are of these five subject lines or, t- or, or names for this product, which one really engages you the most, just ask your audience. And mm-hmm. that'll probably give you the most clearest answer, specifically mm-hmm. the people who did buy, of course. And then yeah. on a secondary basis, ask the people who didn't buy. And ideally if you ask in person, like, I mean, not a person, but on a, on a call, that's easier. But of course you can do a Typeform survey or Google survey and that should work just as well.
2: Okay, thanks.
1: That. thank you. Anyone else have any insight?
0: I just would say, I I love the idea of of surveying your audience to ask them. It'll give you a better sense. And also, in addition to to asking that, just asking them maybe what they are having their challenges with, because then you'll get a better sense for Mm. the courses that make more sense put in front of there to lead into the membership. Because you have, it sounds like you have a variety of these courses, but there might be one that's just like that home run course. And you might already know what that course
2: is in your head. It's the one that everyone goes to. And that way well, might- it, it's the foot one. And, foot one. and it was just like, it didn't, it, it, I just think it was the timing personally. I think, yeah. you know, everybody's, you know, getting drunk on summer.
0: Right. right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so but historically that's been the one that's been like the one that everyone draws to, then I would continue to test that one out and using that as your leading one out there to bring people into the membership. That's like kind of the first step to bring them into your world is solving Mm -hmm. that challenge that they have with their feet. And then once they solve that, and get some insight on that, oh, by the way, I have an ongoing membership that's going to help you with all these other challenges. And we do this on an ongoing basis, you're going to get support, and it's going to help you with in all these other areas of your life, too. But I I do love the idea of surveying your members, too, and just asking them, you know, what what are their challenges that they're having? Okay,
2: that's great. Thanks.
1: Yeah, and I would like to add, it's great that you have this awareness and acknowledge that it is probably Just this time of the year because some of us are like zigzagging, like which way do I go? Do I turn left? Do I turn right? Do I do this? Do I do that? Like at any signal at all that happens. And some of us need to stay still. And we need a good sample of anything before we do a change. So what I recommend is just by acknowledging the seasonality. If people bought this at good frequency in the past at the price point that you placed on it, Mm -hmm. it could potentially your audience, it could be seasonal. I wouldn't knee-jerk and shift the price on it because that might not be why it's not converting. Yeah. Because if you already have social proof and history of people purchasing, but the mm-hmm. thing that you don't know is a historical data of like, oh, if I promote this in August, are people going to buy it or not? You know, every every audience, every niche has some seasonality, some buying cycle to it. Mm-hmm. So you have to go through a couple of buying cycles to know like, oh, okay, this happened last year. I, I'm going to expect this. So mm-hmm. I would recommend probably not changing anything right now, if you have good historical data showing you, if it's not converting as well right now, just because people aren't buying right now, doesn't mean that you can't collect audience right now, Mm -hmm. like still get in and, and, you know, because what you'll find is for a lot of us in a lot of industries is when, when the experienced people see that, oh, that's a slow buying time, competition normally turns off. They go on vacation, too. They go and do other things. It's the best time to lean in the conversations to get attention because there's less distraction because the competitors are off vacationing, too, because things aren't converting as well. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a really great time to lean in, to talk, maybe get even more specific. Like this time of the year, if you are traveling, here's some great. I want to give you a couple of tips. Mm-hmm. And what we should do when you are traveling or when you are out and about, you know, cause you haven't, you're stretching your legs again, or, you know, here's five things you can do with your feet while you're in the airport or something, you know, like there's so many different, you know, Oh, on that long flight, you got a little, here's a couple tips. One thing like speak in the conversations, you believe like your audience has in this moment. So you can audience collect. So then when they come back into their buying season, you, you have a better audience that's primed up to who you're going after. And then you'll be able to convert them better when it is, is the right time.
2: That's great. That's great advice. And I, you know, that's sort of been my sense is that just because people aren't buying, it doesn't mean they aren't listening and it doesn't mean they're not able to be influenced. So I've been, as most of us are doing 9 million things at once, but still keeping stuff moving out there and information being sent out to my audience. So thank you very much. That was really useful. Good,
1: good. Can't wait to hear how things uh, roll out for you. Yeah. I think thank I think you. it's a good thing for all of us, depending on what hemisphere you're in, you know, mm-hmm. right around the, the la- latter part of summertime, as well as going into the end of the year, a lot of companies turn off people because there is a lot of distraction. There is a lot of different types of noise, but that means you have less people you're competing with in your space. Yeah, And that's a good time to to lean in. So like right now, everything you do is going to make an incredible fourth quarter of the year. Mm -hmm. It's just that if you just, if we all wake up at the end of the third quarter and start working again, Mm -hmm. then we're already, we already lost the fourth quarter and the same thing going into the, the end of the year, you'd be amazed how many people just hibernate and they start working January the 1st, and then you end up having a horrible first quarter. Because you did not pre-prime people, pre-influence. So I always always go the opposite of what the market does Mm because people actually listen to the noise. And they're like, oh, yeah, nobody's buying right now. So I'm going to stop doing anything. Oh, good. There's less competition in the market. I'm going to lean in so Mm -hmm. I can influence people better while all my competitors are taking a break.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I just sent out a newsletter and said, you know, basically September 1st is my my new year. Like, I think the new year should start on September 1st, not January 1st. So let's get going. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Thank awesome. you. Oh, you're Are so you're welcome.
0: welcome. If you enjoyed this podcast, then join us on our free live Zoom calls twice a month. You'll get to ask your membership questions and hang out with awesome membership owner peeps. Just sign up to be notified at membershipsmastermind.com.